Bradford making the reads and the progressions in the way that you'd like him to? Is that something that kind of has to come with time in his case? No, Sam's making the reads and the progressions. Going through what he has to do from terms of getting from one to two to three. Jim, where do you think Sam will keep going on? He's a sprained knee, so we'll, we'll, we're evaluating him this week in terms of what he can do and can't do. But. Is he going to get a second opinion from Dr. Andrews? I know there's a report out there that said he was. I, I'm unaware of any reports. I haven't talked to Chris about that. I'll, I can check on that. But I know he has a sprained knee, and, and uh, we're going to see what, what goes on with that. But he's out this week, obviously. No, I don't know that either. I just know he's, he, he's got a sprained knee. I don't, I don't know if he'll be out this week. Chip, what went into the decision to leave for New York a couple of days early? Is that all just logistics of getting players in and out of the complex? And yeah, there's supposed to be a lot of people coming to town this weekend. There's something going on, so. <laughs> what, how does that change anything preparation-wise? It doesn't change anything. Will you use the Jets facility up there to practice if you work that out? No, nah, that would be a little dicey, I think, if we were practicing at the Jets facility, so. Who's are you using? What's that? Who's are you We're going up to Mama. Miles Austin, Virginia. Miles, yeah. The legend was going back home, so. Chip, there's uh, players that seem to think that the Eagles are, not that they know the plays, but they are predictable in their offense. I've heard a couple of players say that. Have you seen that? Do you believe that? Whether it's a snap count, whether it's the, the limited number of plays. Yeah, I, I think we've been varied in our two games and then, then through our preseason and everything. we. We do a different job changing formations and things like that. It's, you know, when you're not successful, I think guys are grasping at excuses, to be honest with you. We still need it's to block and tackle. Team, it's the other guys that, that, that Yeah, and what team. I'm saying is that we need to execute. I mean, we just like you know, when a team's in Tampa 2, they're going to slant the three and the seven technique. And when they do it, it's not a surprise to us. I mean, there's, there's, everybody has predictabilities and tendencies going into every game. So I think that's just part of the, part of the game planning. Josh Huff did say that he heard players on the sidelines calling at the plate. Yeah, I just asked him about that. He didn't. He, he didn't say that. He didn't say that to us. So, you know. I just asked Josh, "Did do you think they had any of our signals?" And he said no. So. So what's he? Where's he? Where's this coming from? I don't know. I just asked him a second ago. I said, Josh, do you think that they're picking up on things? And he said no. So. Have you heard that before from other players on the team? No, I mean, I think there's certain things that everybody does that's predictable from a tendency standpoint. When you line up in this formation, 75% of the time you do this, 25% of the time you do this. But there's nothing I don't think anybody does offensively or defensively that's 100% of the time. You know, the, the team you're playing is 80% man coverage in this look. That, but that doesn't mean you're going to get man coverage every time. I mean, that's just everybody kind of does what they do. There's a certain percentage that everybody does what they do. You're not always... 50-50, you know what I mean? How much time do you still spend on self-scouting in terms of like little, little tendencies when guys are Spend the same amount each week. That's the first thing we start talking about. We self-scout ourselves and by down and distance, by area on the field, red zone coming out, going in, all that other stuff. So. And everybody, who, who else is ready today? Today, uh, Michael <coughs> with his hamstring and then um, Cedric Thornton and Taylor Hart. They're both not practicing today. Jeff, what do the Jets do defensively that impresses you, especially in that front four? Well, I think they're sound at every level, Sal. You know, they've got an outstanding secondary, you know, with Cromartie and Revis and Gilchrist and Pryor back there. they got two really talented inside linebackers. And then, obviously, the front, you know, with, with Wilkerson and Leonard Williams added to it. And then you got Pace and Couples. So, 
you know, I think they're sound at every level, you know, and, and, and have really good playmakers at every level. But the, the one thing that stands out with them as a whole defensively is just the turnovers that they've created. They've created 10 in the first two games of the year. So, you know, that, that's five a game right now. And um, they're doing a great job of taking the ball away, whether it's from strip fumbles or interceptions. It's a combination of all of them. So, um, you know, they, they kind of are all playing in sync and they're doing a really good job. But they're they're talented at all three levels on the defensive side of the ball. When a team is that aggressive with the takeaways, you can't practice not turn the ball over. But I mean, is it a point of emphasis? How do you go about it? Yeah, it's always a point of emphasis. You know, I think our defense has done a good job in terms of going for strips and things like that. It's been an emphasis for us since last April. So um, you, you've got to be conscious about it because you got a team that's really good at it, and we'll continue to to train it and drill it here in these next couple of days. What's the process been like? Of tailoring the, the system to uh, Sam's strengths. And does he have a, a lot of input in that? How do you feel like I think it's the same with every quarterback. You know, you're, you're always getting feedback, whether it's Michael or Nick or Mark or, or Sam, you know, what they feel more comfortable. One guy likes to maybe, you know, throw this route to the left better than that guy like to throw that route to the left. So we, we, no matter where I've been or whoever we've had at quarterback, you've always, you're always taken input from those guys. And Sam's a real – Student of the game spends a lot of time watching tape. is in is in this building a lot, so um, you know he'll come in and sit down and visit with us and talk about situ really situational football, what he's seen on third down, what he's seen in the red zone, and, and then we collaborate on that. When you say that Kelsey's overthinking things uh, at center, uh, do you think that has any correlation to him trying to compensate for the new guys that are next to him? I think that's a great question for Jason. Uh, do you see anything on film? That makes you believe that that's what he's doing. No. What he said yesterday to us was that there were all these things in the game plan that he was trying to keep in mind, rather than just hitting the guy in front of him. How do you address that? Do you just simplify what you do this week? It just—it all depends on who you're playing and what they're doing. You know, Dallas was a big movement team up front. You know, in terms of moving their three and a seven, had a lot of tendencies on them that. You knew when they were in certain coverages and certain looks that they're doing, you know, there's a predominant amount of time they're going to do that. So that's just part of every game plan you go through. You don't just say, hey, forget about it. We know they're slanting out of this front and this coverage, but let's not talk about it. I mean, you still have to address it and present it to them. So. He's done a good job. I think the one thing that, and I don't know if people realize, that Fitzy played a lot for Chan when Chan was a head coach at Buffalo. So he's just really comfortable. It's not a traditional new quarterback, new coordinator getting together and where they are. I think he's got a, a real comfort level with Chan. Uh, Bob Bignell, our wide receiver coach, was actually on staff with them there um, in Buffalo. So um, had a great command of that offense when uh, when he was running it up in Buffalo. And I think he, he he'd, it, it's probably been the easiest transition for him in terms of anybody else because he's his familiarity with Chan and what he wants to do, how he's going to call things. and. Um, the offense they're running in Buffalo, I mean, in New York right now is similar to the one that Chan was running when they were in Buffalo together. So, do you know Todd Bowles much, and is his uh, fingerprints on the Jets' improvement defensively? Yeah, his fingerprints are on that. I, I don't know much. I, I talked to Todd when I first got here. He was on his way out. He was headed to Arizona with um, with Bruce. But you know, I, I know him from just the coaches' circle. So uh, he's done a really good job in a, in a short amount of time in New York. But. What he's doing defensively is what he's done, you know, similar to the, the scheme he ran when he was in Arizona for those two years and did a really nice job with the Arizona defense the last two years and 
um, they're running a similar type of system. Some of the players are slightly different, but the, it's a similar system in terms of what he was doing in, in the Cardinals. Sir, sir, Brian, that's how much okay, of an Sal. opportunity did you have to keep Todd Bowles here, or was he already gone? I, I talked to him when I first got here, Sal, and then Bruce got the job. I think his familiarity with Bruce was part of it. But we were gonna, I, he had known we were going to interview a couple defense coordinators, um, but I never got a chance to ever get him back here. But I did visit with him for a while when I first came first got in those first couple of days. Back to the turnover issue, how much have you addressed that with the team this week, especially with your quarterback? I know he had a bad snap and one where the interception went through the receiver's we, hands. We address it every week, regardless of anything. I think you know we're always trying to be zero in the turnover category on the offensive side of the ball and create them on the defensive side of the ball. So we talk about them all the time. We've talked about them since we've been here on April 20th. It's been a big emphasis for us both ways. So um, obviously, if, if you're losing the turnover battle, um, you know, the statistics will tell you you're not, you don't have a real good chance of winning the game. So we've, it's been a big emphasis for us. What kind of space does this three, four, like, on, on rundowns, are they strictly two-gapping, or do they allow, like, someone like Wilkerson to kind of penetrate? They do everything. So, I mean, there's not a – I mean, they do – you know, Todd runs a very diverse package, so he does it all. So they're going to – you'll see all sorts of looks out of him in his three-down package and his – Four down package. They have a three down, three linebacker package. They got a lot of different packages they're running right now, and they're really spread across the board in terms of how they're um, deploying that whole thing. So it's not there's not one thing where he's just sitting in one thing. So Chip, Sam was I think number four all time in lowest interception percentage before the year began. He's got four. Obviously, they're not all his fault, but and, and, and a couple of them have been pretty bad. Um, any thoughts why? No, I mean, we look at every interception individually. So I know two of them are tips that went through our hands that, I mean, that's not the quarterback's fault. And that, that's, uh, you know, we got to catch a ball when it's thrown there. I know the one on Sean Lee, Sean had his back turned, you know, when he released the football and then Sean turned. It was a hell, heck of a play by, by Sean when you really look at it. But when you, when you look at that matchup, when you're in the end zone and the defender has his back turned, you're trying to throw the ball before, you know, and, and the fact that the way, if you watch it, especially from Sam's view from the behind, when you watch it and you see when he released it, Sean still had his back turned. And then Sean turned around and located the football. And I think that, you know, that, that's the th that's three out of four. So that's, you know, you got to give the defender credit on that one. So. When you got to him, you were talking, a lot of talk about his repetitive accuracy. I mean, are you mm -hmm. getting that from him so far this year? Yeah, I mean, we were a little inconsistent on, on Sunday, but I thought he was pretty accurate in the Atlanta Falcon game, yeah. I mean, he was 21 to 25 in the second half against the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, he just there was some inconsistency there. There were some rush there, issues there. You know, it's a combination of everything. But I mean, it's it's one game, so. Two more questions. When you when you go 0-2, um, you've mentioned before what happened maybe perhaps in the 49ers game last year, and then and then before that in the, in the Giants game. Do you go back to the drawing board and change things, or do you just say, you know what, I've been successful. We won 10 games these past few years. We're just going to stay and do what we. Always done. No, I don't, I don't think the record has anything to do with anything. I think it's always your game planning for your next opponent. So, you know, what what do we have to do to beat the Jets? You know, whether we were 2-0 and at this point in time or whether we were 0-2, you don't just say, hey, we're 2-0, and we don't have to do anything this week. I mean, every every week it, for any coach, I think, it, at any level, is, is it's an entire season. So it's kind of how you, you look the whole thing out and kind of spread it out. But your, your focus is on... Now, I know people make fun of Coach Belichick, but I think when he said on to Cincinnati, that's what we're all kind of about. You're on to your next game, and you're game planning for your next game in terms of specifics of what they do, what what do they present for problems, how do you handle Wilkerson, how do you handle Williams, what do you do with Cromartie, what do you do with Revis, you know, how do you, how do, you do all that? Your, your focus is on your next opponent. It's not about 
hey, we did this two years ago when we played this team, so let's do this again because that's going to change a winning streak, a losing streak into a winning streak. It's about what do we need to do to put a plan in place offensively, defensively, and special teams to play the Jets. Jim, what have you seen in Sam mentally about on his ability to turn the page after a rough game or a rough start? Or talk about his mental makeup a little bit. Yeah, I, I think Sam's really grounded. I, I think the one thing about him is he's really consistent um, in his approach and his attitude here every day. You know, there's he's not a guy that gets really, really high, but he's not a guy that gets really, really low. And I think there's a lot of a lot to that. You know, especially in this game because you're going to have successes and then you're going to have failures. You could have them within a drive. You know, you could have them within a game. You know, you certainly have him within a season, so I think he's really consistent, you know, in terms of his approach of always trying to improve and always trying to get better. Thanks.